Good morning. Isn't this fun? Wow, we've been praising God, haven't we? You know, there's, there's, uh, we're gonna, man, we're gonna talk about this today. I'm excited about it, but uh, there's, there's power in our praises. That this is where we win our battles, isn't it? This is where, this is, and why is that? It's because uh, that's, that's where the Spirit is released. The power in the Spirit is released in our praises. So it's very important to participate. You know, we've been studying in the men's, uh, man, if you aren't uh, part of our men's group, uh, you're missing out. Uh, the meal alone is is amazing, and, and it's, it's uh, so like I asked Larry this, this week, I said, so you ever fix the same thing twice? Because, you know, he's always, so, it, and he said, no, no, I haven't, and I almost replied, I don't think I've taught the same thing twice either, it's like, it's kind of, you want to do something fresh and new every time, so, so that's kind of, so what you get is fresh uh, word and fresh uh, meal also, uh, the bread of life and the bread of your tummy uh, for <laughs> For, uh, but we've been talking about um, how this last week we were talking about how you know we we've been called into the kingdom, but entering into the kingdom is up to us. That that it's not just us; it's not just the kingdom that's there, or even that we've been uh, born into the kingdom. There's an entering into it that's our responsibility. And uh, it's by the Spirit. So I'm excited about that. We're going to talk about this a little bit today. And, and everybody said, yes, Pastor Stephen's wife is going to be sharing together with him and giving a, a much better uh, perspective visually of everything. So she, she's my helpmate. She helps me to uh, look better and sound better and dress. Uh, if you have a question... It's, it's because it came from her, uh, and I'm so glad for her in my life. But I just want to encourage you. I really believe that, that there is unlimited potential in anything that God calls us to. And when God does something, he comes up with a big plan. It's not just a small thing. Now, it, in, it might end up being a small thing, but it's not limited by him. It's only... It's only up to us. And so I want to, I just want to encourage us because, um, you know, we've been having some questions come up about where we're going as a church. And, uh, you know, we had somebody ask, so uh, suggesting uh, some property to look at and some things like that. And, uh, you know, we are incredibly blessed here. This is an answer of prayer. It's amazing. Isn't it wonderful? I mean, just the, the aesthetics and 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 up down is incredible. And we're, we're just, uh, we couldn't ask for anything better. But when it comes to a God thing, sometimes there's a need for more people to be a part of this. And I know, I know all our chairs aren't full today, but we don't see it that way. Amen? And our hearts are for, for this, this community. And so I just want to, I want to let you know, because... Uh, yeah, and my brother was asking me about this too. He said, what, what are you, where are you guys going? And we do need to have a vision, don't we? We need to say, God, what is, what is your vision? You know, we talked about, I think we talked about this last week about um, God actually, when David went to God for the plans for his house, God gave him plans. And they weren't, they weren't limited to what David, David wouldn't have come up with that stuff. But they were God, it was a God vision. And so I just want to encourage you, let, let's, let's be praying about this, because, man, this area is so prime. <laughs> we have a real estate lady. <laughs> this area is so prime for God, yeah. you know, and for there to be an impact that is made. And we're not wanting to be presumptuous. It's not going to be about us, but, it, you know, if Jesus is lifted up, he'll draw people to him. Yeah. And we just want to, we want to have that. And we want you to know, I'm not going to share, you know, I was talking with a pastor friend of mine and I said, man, I've got all this, these ideas, all these things that I really see as potential um, to where uh, it's actually ministering to the community and making some, you know, some big things. And uh, it requires having vision for that initially. Uh, but this pastor friend, he said, you might not want to share all of it right up front. Just know that we're going somewhere. We want to have more room 
you know, we're already scrunched on our children's, you know, and, uh, and we're, we're so grateful for everything that we do have, but it's like, God, what do you need for us to be seeing? We don't want to be limited where we're at. So I just, uh, I just want to open this up and let you know that, that there's going to be some things that God's going to show us and we need to be ready to respond to it. Amen. Because again, he's, he's, he's only limited by us by what we are open to. And, you know, even me sharing this right now, it's like I'm going out on a limb now. Because we, we're, you know, uh, and, I, and I'll just share with you. You know, we've been talking about connection. And I, and I saw this as a step of faith for me as, as, a, as a pastor. Because now we have to be responsible for what we're preaching. We're going to have to be connected. We're going to have to do these things. And we're going we're gonna to have to actually care about each other. As if we're the body of Christ or something, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> so let, let's be in this together. I mean, it, it, and it's not just, it's not, man, it's not my church by any means. I was thinking about this. You know what? Sometimes when I, when I think these ideas, I, I think this might not even be me fulfilling this. And I don't care. I just want to be a part of whatever God's wanting to do. I might enable somebody else, you, you know. And that's what David did. It didn't end up being his deal. But he, he, was, he did his part, you know. And he didn't limit it at all. He said, if, if it's going to be a God thing, it's going to be a great thing. Amen. Wow, I just said that. <laughs> so. I'm excited we're going to share some stuff today, and it's going to be a, a blessing. Let's just really anticipate. Right now, we've already, man, I don't, know if, I don't know if you sense the presence of God and the Spirit of God here. He's coming to, to make a change in our life. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty and there's freedom. And what is that liberty and freedom? It's the ability to perceive things, to perceive the truth, and not to just perceive it, but to walk in it. Amen. There, there. You know, I, I want to relate to this some, somewhat in a, in a natural realm because this is something that is is an essential part of anything of excellence, anything that wins. And you know, I, I don't know. This stuff that's going on in the Ukraine right now is is really, um, it's very unsettling. It's very, and it's really hard to know exactly what's going on. Actually, how to pray. Because sometimes God is doing some things that might not look like it should be done by us. So it's important to, to be praying by the Spirit and to be yielding to the Spirit's leading in that. And yet something very unsettling is going on. And, and there's just to observe. Um, it's amazing to me that a, a country like Russia that I don't know about you. <laughs> All of us with gray hair, at least. I know we were hiding under our school benches, uh, you know, uh, during the, the, uh, the, the war. Or what was it called? The Cold War. There we go. I was thinking Iron War. I was thinking <laughs> Cold War. The Cold War. That, that's back when we were all afraid that a, a nuclear bomb was coming. And we were having, remember all the uh, sonic uh, booms that we used to have, too, back in that time? And so we were all jumping all the time we were we were all afraid of something but anyway it's amazing to me that that a, a country that we are man oh it's the russians oh it's the russians oh they're they're stealing this they're stealing that and they can't even overcome ukraine yet and i'm thinking why why well god's doing some things that we don't know about that i'm 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 all about but there's just a natural thing that's going on too, is that this country might have a dictator, and he might have an army, and he might have all the weapons, but there's something missing in his purpose. You know, we've had people in the past that were very, that were similar, you know, the, the Second World Wars is, is wrought with that. But what was it about? Hitler that made him effective is he didn't just have a machine, he had a voice. And so what he did in his voice was he created a spirit that gave power to the machine. You see that? So what I've seen in some of the news, I don't know if you guys have seen some of this, 
Some of those Russian soldiers, they do not believe in what they're doing. A whole bunch of them. I saw something that they were shooting themselves so that they wouldn't have to participate. You know? And um, again, I'm, I'm not wanting to get canceled or anything, but, but, but I see evidence of, you know, this, there, there's something amiss here. And there's a whole bunch of get, people getting put in jail because they're, they're not in agreement. doesn't look like that this man has a critical element to overcome with, and that is the spirit. Now, I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit. I'm just talking about the right spirit because a, I don't know about you, but we used to have spirit week like in, in, in school. Well, that's not the Holy Spirit week. And yet it's essential if you're going to win, a, 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 you can have the best team in the world, and if they're all doing their own thing, if, they're, if their spirit isn't united, if they don't believe, if they haven't been talking like they're going to win, they don't have the spirit to win, and you can have the best, <laughs> oh, there's another athlete recently that I think has lost the spirit of what they've been doing, and I won't even... I'll let you fill in the blanks a little bit if you want. But there was, there was dominance and then all of a sudden there's no ability to win anything because I believe that there's been a spirit that's been removed from that. <laughs> so, for anything. Now, you know, I, I, we've been, Buddy is a, is, a, is, a, is a blessing to, isn't he? Don't you enjoy him receiving the offering? And, and uh, you know, he's just been a blessing to me personally as a friend. Uh, he, he, he's He's the closest friend my my whole life, you know. Uh, we've been, I, I've just thought about that. We've been together for so many years, Clearback and in uh, in Tulsa. When he I took him down and tickled him. Believe it or not, <laughs> he doesn't remember that, but that that stands out in my memory. And I, every time I see him, I'm thinking, No, I'm not going <laughs> to. He doesn't like to be tickled. Anyway, that's why it was so much fun when I could. Uh, <laughs> but there's something buddy, buddy has, has has been able to be a a success in his industry because he understands this and it's come by I believe by the spirit. I believe there's been an understanding by the spirit that you don't just tell people what to do. You inspire them. And you make them realize that they are a part of something that is going to make a difference. And he, you know, he's told me some examples of some, some people that because he believed in them, that they've completely transformed his division. And what is that? that that's spirit. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how great you are, what your brand is, anything else. You have to, and it can't be fake. It has to be real. It has to be, you know, legitimate. But any, any entity that's going to be successful can't just have the elements. It has to have the spirit. <laughs> so I think this is necessary for us to understand when we go to talk about even the Holy Spirit. That what is the purpose of this? It's to bring unity. Because what happens when you do that, Buddy has used this term, is, is synergy. It brings people together to, with one purpose. That you can accomplish something that you never can without it. Is that right? right. <laughs> and all the, all the metrics will prove it. You know, and, and it will defy. That's why the, <laughs> the, the foolish things confound the wise. Because God comes in and he, by his spirit, he creates a unity. And he creates a connection with the God of creation. That causes things to be enabled. But it requires this unity. And if we're going to be one in, this, in God, if we're going to be connected to each other, it's going to be by the Spirit. That's why it's, it's very, well, we'll get into this, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm too fired up. Um, actually, we, <laughs> I don't know if anybody sees John Bevere, but man, John Bevere gets fired up. He, he's got his little white belt on and he's... <laughs> I want to just look at how this relates in a reflection of this uh, from the word here. Let's go to um, Joshua 5.1. So 
where the spirit is created in a good way, and this can happen on the, on the football field, on the basketball field. Man, we had this team called, it was, it was Brush, Colorado, that we would go and we would play them in basketball. And I remember the first time I was introduced to the full court press. I don't know if anybody knows what that is in basketball. But that's where they start, they, right when you get the ball off the, you're, you know, you take it in, they're all over you. I think they beat us like a, by 100 points or so. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was just scary. You don't know what to do. Why? Because their spirit, it's not, it's not just what they're doing. They, man, they had this air about them that was just nasty. They, they, they had the spirit. They knew what they were doing. They were confident in what they were doing. <laughs> and so the spirit that enabled them to be overcomers, to win, was the same spirit that caused our hearts to melt. <laughs> and this is, this is what happens in the spirit. And it will go one way or the other. Either your heart is melting because of the adversary. Or you're full of the spirit. And the adversary's heart is melting before you. Okay. So this is an example of this. Um, Joshua 5.1. So it was, <laughs> I've got some glasses on the way. <laughs> this passage has, has a few extra in it. So. so it was when all the kings of the Amorites who were on the west side of the Jordan. So this is, this is right after uh, Moses passes away. And they're going into the promised land, right? And all the kings of the Canaanites who are by the sea, heard. Did they see? Did they experience? Did they, they, did they encounter anything? What did they, what happened? They just heard. Okay, now we'll talk about that a little bit. But that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel. The Lord had done something before the people. Until we had crossed over, that their heart melted. And there was no, what? Spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. Now, <laughs> you can go back to the, to the second chapter and Rahab. Remember the, the story of Rahab, the harlot? It describes the same kind of an attitude that all the people in the promised land, while, while the children of Israel, remember when they were given the opportunity to go in and their hearts melted because they weren't full of the spirit. Their hearts had no spirit in them. You know how long? This was 40 years ago. This wasn't like yesterday. Man, did you hear what happened yesterday? No, it wasn't yesterday. It was 40 years ago. And the same thing happened with Rahab when they went in to, to scout things out. It describes that same thing. They heard that all they heard. And what happens in the hearing is the establishing of a spirit. And this is a God thing. This is how we are made. Okay? But I want to point this out that either there is an overcoming or there's a melting. And if you're not full of the spirit, you're subject to melting. Oh, I'm melting. <laughs> I don't know. That just had to happen. I, that <laughs> the Wizard of Oz, right? Okay. Right. What happened? She, she got overcome by something else. <laughs> Somebody messed up her day. Um, So this, this element, though, of, of what is being said is very critical. And this is how, you know, we don't, um, you can't even please God if there's no faith. You know, Hunter actually shared really well this last Wednesday about, about faith. And, and, and how is faith activated is activated in our mouths. It's not enough to just believe. 
But what's happening when you activate what you believe is it's activating the spirit. That's why you have spirit week. Because everybody goes in and yells at the top of their lungs. And, you know, I was watching a basketball game last night. And, and it showed from the back of the cheerleaders. And they're all standing. Oh, what do they do? Oh, they're like kneeling on the, on the floor or something. And, and they're all doing stuff together, you know. It's all, it's all together, you know. They're connected. They, they have one spirit. And when something happens, they respond together. It, that's not just a happenstance. It's actually the creation of a spirit, a spirit of excellence. And people cheer at the right time, you know, and, and it creates a spirit. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's look here at, at uh, 2 Corinthians 4.13. So when the flesh is challenged, it can connect with that same spirit as David's by what is spoken. Okay. This is an amazing verse here. It says, and since we have the same spirit, that sounds, like the, that sounds like there's a connection in the spirit, right? The same spirit of faith, same spirit of believing, same spirit that's residing and waiting for the release from a mouth. <laughs> okay. According to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. So what he's talking about here is this ministry isn't all one. And I, you know, some people just want to get into the ministry like it's a glorious thing. You know what I'm saying? And there's a reality in it that when you start caring about people, it starts becoming a challenge on your flesh. And he's talking about this and he says it become, it's become a very challenging thing for me naturally. And here's, here's a clue to, the, to what, what happens in the spirit is, is what the, the challenge to the spirit is always the flesh. Because yeah. the flesh always has a perspective on something. And as soon as the flesh is given, all right, I'm inspiring some spirit from, as soon as the, as soon as the, the uh, flesh is given voice, it melts the spirit's power. So what he's referring to here is, is Psalm 116. In Psalm 116, David is talking about something very challenging. Actually, it's a wonderful chapter. The whole thing is. Um, uh, he's, 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 he's confirming who God is in his life. But in the midst of it, he's saying, I'm doing this in the middle of a trial. So here's what we have. And I, and I see mostly the choir here right now. I believe we're all, we all know the Lord. And we'll give you an opportunity here at the end, or you don't have, even have to wait. If you have an issue right now, you can talk to him, and he's ready to, to receive you and, and to make you right in him. But once you do, there's an opportunity. Once you believe in him, and we were singing about this this morning, we believe he's risen from the grave. That's the major belief that we believe. From it comes every other thing that we will believe. But here's one thing that we have to be convinced of. And this is what happens in the conflict of the flesh. Because the conflict of the flesh wants to separate us from the connection that we've been given in God. It will separate us in our spirits. And here's the reality, and this is what it's saying right here. It says, when you're going through something in your flesh and you start feeling overwhelmed by it, you have to go back and say, no, no, I believe but it's not just to go back and say no I believe you have to give voice to it and that's what David did David in all the Psalms he was he would have all kinds of times when he said God where are you but he never stopped there he said no I believe in God and because of that I am going to speak what I believe not what I feel 
Because what speaking what you feel separates you from the power of the Spirit. Yeah. I like how he, when he speaks, he says in the scripture, he says, Why so downcast, O my soul? And then he answers himself, Put your hope in God. <laughs> he voices the answer right after he has the question. So it's, he doesn't stay in that place of despair. Yeah. He answers himself and gives himself. And so that's the ability that I believe we have in the Spirit is... The flesh might say, why so downcast on my soul today? And your spirit will say, put your hope in God. Yeah. You know, uh, Emma was telling me they had an experience this morning. You know, I was telling you last week I woke up and had a flat tire. And I, I read on somebody's uh, Facebook. They said, well, I got up this morning. It was Sunday morning. And their dog had gone number two downstairs. And the automatic vacuum cleaner had gone down and rubbed it all <laughs> over the downstairs. And so um, I thought, wow, my, my day wasn't quite as bad. And then she was saying today that they woke up and her little dog was stuck in the fence and was, it died in the little, was it an electric fence or something? But, you know, we have opportunities, opportunities to despair. And that, these, these distractions and these things are, are what gets us off and gets us out of that place of being in the spirit. We have to remind ourselves the power that we have staying in the spirit, and I believe that's what David did. Well, and it's interesting what, what he did in that is he, um, you know, I, I think one of the biggest challenges we have even with what we're talking about right now is we do go through things. Yeah. And we try to, <laughs> it's, like, it's like Mark Hankin said, uh, he told a story about this, this, this young minister that's trying to learn faith and everything, and he, and he was stopping by to give uh, to take some groceries into this uh, person that needed some groceries, and he left his window down part way. And he, when he went in, he had he had left some groceries in the car, and he goes in and he and he comes back out, and a cat had gotten through the window, <laughs> and eaten the bacon. So, being a man of faith, he started declaring. That cat didn't eat my bacon. That cat didn't eat my bacon. And sometimes you got to be able to, you have to acknowledge that something is going on. And so when you go back and, 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 and you go back to Psalm 116, where, where this is quoting from, he actually does say that. He says, um, I, I believe and therefore I speak, I am afflicted. Now, when you, you need to acknowledge that you are in a battle, and that's not a lack of faith, but he goes, he, he says, I'm afflicted. I recognize the enemy's coming against me. Like, he did, what is it, uh, Psalm 17 or uh, um, Psalm, uh, I think it's Psalm 27. When the enemy comes against me, he's going to be the one that falls. Yeah. It's, you don't say the enemy's not coming against me. No, the enemy's coming. Yeah. But what do we believe? And so we're not just going to say, the, you can say, okay, the enemy's coming. I am afflicted, but I am overcoming. Yes. And that's what he does. He, goes to, he begins to acknowledge. Why? Because what you say after the recognition of affliction is the most critical thing. Because it connects you in the spirit to your power. Yes. Okay. There's facts. The facts are you might be going through some things. Yes. You might have some things you're dealing with in your body. You might have some financial things. But the truth prevails over the facts. The truth yes. is what the Word of God says. So we don't. And you have to do, you have to practice responding from the truth. Say no. Right. What I see is not what I believe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we tend to we tend to rehearse the facts more than re we rehearse the truth. Yeah. And so it becomes very critical what you're saying on social media, on your texting, uh, because you're either connecting. To God in the power of the Spirit. Uh, remember, um, uh, not by power, not by might, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. It's, like it's not going to be. <laughs> you know, I think it's like uh, your 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 phone charger too. You have so much charge in your phone to be able to go throughout the day, and then but then you got to stop and charge it up again. You know. It, it, some people don't ever charge their phones, and they're always saying, oh, my phone's dead, my phone's dead. Well, you, you got to stay charged up so that the ability, the positive charge is there, and it's there when you need it. 
you know, and that's getting in the Word, getting in, in the presence of God, in the worship, so that when the facts are screaming at you, you're not just failing in your battery. And You don't and know yielding. what you believe. You have to know what you believe. Yeah. Yeah. I like that scripture that says, and I know who I believe, and I'm persuaded that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above I can, what I can ask or think, yeah. according to the power that's working okay. in me, right? Yeah. Um, so critical, because there's enough power to create a world inside of us, and it's by the Spirit, and it's waiting for the release from our mouths. And so, so Genesis talks about this, and... Um, and God himself, so we're connecting, we're, we're made in the image of God. Uh, God is a spirit, and those that are, will worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It, and so everything about us is going to connect to God. Actually, everything that's going to connect with each other is the, by the spirit. Everything else will follow. And that's why I think we have a difficult time connecting with, with even the body of Christ is because we're looking on the outward. And it's the inward that we're connecting with. And our mouths are connected with that. And that's why it's so important to, well, let me just read this, okay? <laughs> the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. It's like the power to do, to create light, and it doesn't stop with the light, right? <laughs> the power to do amazing things is hovering. And I, you know, I see that like with us over our personal lives, over our, our church body, the Holy Spirit, even right now as we're talking about this, he's hovering. He's hovering. And he's waiting for the release of a declaration. Because it's in the declaration that the spirit is given its power. One translation says the hovering is brooding. He was brooding. And that word brooding actually means incubate. Like when a hen sits over her eggs and it's incubating, ready to hatch. So I believe that's the power of the spirit is hovering, waiting for us to say something and hatch the word of God Amen. out of our mouths. Amen. Praise God. So let's go to the New Testament in 1 Corinthians here, 12. So, it, 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 so it's not possible, and here's, here's what we need to understand is I think sometimes uh, there's a misperception that our personal relationship with God and even being filled with the Spirit is just totally personal. And it's impossible for it to be. Because your Spirit doesn't just, that the Spirit of truth has come to reside in us, but it's the same spirit that David had. That's why he said, we having the same spirit of faith. It's that same spirit. It's the same spirit that raised Christ from the grave. Do you get your own same spirit that raised Christ from the grave? No, it's the same one that's in somebody, that's, that's in each one of us right now. It's that same spirit. The more you get full of the spirit, the more you cannot help but be connected. Because our connection is <laughs> with, with God is by the Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Let's read this. Yeah. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. So being a member doesn't make you the temple of the Holy Spirit. It makes you a stone in the temple. And you are nothing without the other stones. That we are connected. So it requires this Holy Spirit. It requires the fullness of the Spirit for our own personal life that we've already established. But as soon as we are, it's impossible to be without being connected to the body. That's what he's saying here, right? For by one Spirit, we were all baptized into one body. <laughs> so now we have a responsibility. Whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and, above, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Isn't that cool? So here's what I'm seeing. I, I thought about kind of like this way, and I, I'm sorry, I got to use the Broncos again. Um, 
But if you want to make waves, wear a a Broncos jersey on the Chiefs side of the field. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, or wear an OSU jersey and an OU. (laughs) Isn't that the worst? I think think that's the worst for them. Uh, So what are you doing when you're... (laughs) When you're introducing the opposition, it actually creates a disconnect. It creates a conflict. It it creates a a strife, right? So, to be a part of the body of Christ and to wear another jersey (laughs) disconnects you from the body. Does that make sense? And what? How do we do that? We we just start declaring things that are the opposition. We start affirming what the world is saying about us. We start affirming uh, lies that I can't do this, I can't do that. What are we doing? We're putting on a jersey from the other side, right? We want to be on. We want to be a part of. And, and, then, and then what happens is you can become critical of your own side because you're not seeing results. But as soon as you begin to speak the things of the Spirit, not are, only are you connecting with God himself, but you are connecting with the power of the Spirit in the body. And it becomes necessary to be speaking the same things. You don't come up with your own chant at an OSU game and think you're going to make much of a difference when they're, do- what are the chants? They got, they got their own funny chants that they do, you know. But when you want to be a part of the spirit, you join in the chant. That's why we have song services, because we get in the same chant. We're saying the same things together. We're seeing God in the same way. And every time you open your mouth and you declare something about God, together it doesn't just do it for you what you're doing is you're getting into the spirit not just your spirit and that there's power in that that's synergy so i'm thinking as you're talking this is coming so while we are in the spirit and we are in that same voice that same sound in the spirit then what takes place is we have a root system uh, that has gotten deeper in him and what develops because of that sound and that nurturing of who we are in Christ in the spirit there's fruit that is produced out of our life the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness uh, against such there is no law so there should be evidence of the fruit in our life if we are actually flowing in that place of being in the spirit we're connected to the spirit yeah. john 15 15 abiding in the vine if you abide in me my words abide in you you'll ask what you will it shall be done unto you so all of these things are flowing out of us if in fact we are in that place of being in the spirit yeah so what if we're not seeing those things i'm putting you on the spot what well if, you know we, we don't see those i think things we spent a week talking to. about being abiding yes and that, and that part and but what i like about what this does is it connects it the, the spirit element mm-hmm. to that, I believe. Yeah, that's So where he said, to. yeah, where it's not enough for you just to abide in him. His words have to abide. Yes. And, and what's abiding in you will come out. Yep. Out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth will speak. Right. And so you know what's in somebody's, you don't have to wonder where somebody's nope. at. You can hear it in their mouth. You can hear it. And you'll see it in their, in their, their life. Yeah. It, you know, the spirit is just something you can sense. Can't you sense that? Yes. You know, I was thinking about this with these people in Ukraine. You know what? We are not separated from them in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I had this experience going to Africa. You know, I, I went and sat in an African worship service. <laughs> and it's the same spirit. I can't understand a single word. You know, and there's a lot of things going on I do not understand. But it's the same spirit. Yeah. So have you ever been walking in the store or something and got your antenna up, your spiritual antenna, and you walk by someone and you almost have to take a second. You know, I've done this, walking in the store and I walk by somebody and I sense this major evil, dark 
and it sort of takes you by surprise. You kind of like, what was that? <laughs> That's our place in the spirit. When we start to identify some things, we can take authority over the enemy. And we should be able to do that here because there are we're, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're not wrestling against, but it's principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness Amen. of this world. And we have authority over those things if we're walking in the spirit, if we're taking our place in the spirit. Because we're supposed to be dominating. That's well, and here's, here's the thing about it, too. It's, it can be a gauge for us. Kind of where we're at with this is what is my heart doing when I do sense that? What is my heart doing when I hear a news report that is evil? What is my heart doing? Because my heart should not be melting. My heart should be the one that is dominant. And so I had this just real quick uh, example of this. So uh, Nepal is really the origins of uh, Hinduism, Buddhism. And so my, my father went there, has, has gone there for years, and my brother goes over there. Um, so, um, so I went over there and, uh, I, they had me, they had me teach at a, at a church on the opposite side of town on a Sunday. And so we were on the way back and they have what is it's, I don't know, you, you've probably seen it on National Geographic or something else even. Um, there's a monkey temple there and it's where the Hindus have, they, they cremate people down by the river. And um, they have these, you go across this bridge, and they have these uh, pagodas set up in a, in a line. It's really weird. It's, it's sexually perverted. I mean, it, it's, they have this crouching bull that's waiting for something to come out so he can have relations. I mean, it's just really weird stuff. And you can sit, I mean, the, the, the priests, they, they have ashes over them, you know, and they're, and they're high. And uh, it's... It's an ominous spiritual atmosphere. You know? <laughs> and they were getting ready to actually sacrifice this bull. And it was interesting because, man, I, I kind of wanted to watch. <laughs> and the people I were with, they said, oh, no, we can't do that. we got to leave. And it just not, not that it's me, but, but I believe it, it's where we can be. I saw this stuff, and it, and it just, it was humorous to me. I was not afraid of it. I, it, it, didn't, it didn't cause my heart to melt. Why? Because the spirit in me is greater than that in the world. <laughs> Who are you to think you can make my heart melt? Amen? A similar thing, real quick, too. My, my sister, a few years ago, uh, she went in, she thought she was just having shortness of breath and ended up, she had a, an enlarged heart and uh, should have passed away. She died on the table, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Daniel, <laughs> this was a blessing. He made sure that I had tickets to go down there and see her right away. And I went in and, and, and I went into the room. And again, this is not me, but this is, I mean, it is us though. And, and we need to embrace this. Yeah. Is she had all kinds of tubes coming out of her, and she's laying there. You know, the, the only reason why she's alive is because she has stuff keeping her alive. Mm -hmm. And and I go in there, and it was like the joy of the Lord just. You know, it's like opposite of 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 what the world's. You know, the, the devil's maybe sitting in there. Oh, I can't wait till he comes in here, and he's gonna be afraid, and he's gonna, no. <laughs> yeah. You know why? Because. The greater one's in us. And, and it was sad because I saw some of her friends come in while I was there. And they come in and they just break into tears, you know, and they just can't believe that she looks so. It's like, that's not really her anyway, you know. We have the spirit of life. But that's, so letting, that's letting the spirit lead, not the emotions. And that's where we need to be is. And then when you pray, it's going to be authority. Yeah. It's not going to be out of fear. Oh, oh, it's not going to be that. Yeah. It's going to be from a position because what happened? Mm -hmm. What comes out of your mouth then is very critical. Yeah. Because either it connects you to the greater one inside. Yeah, that's it. Or you put on the jersey of the opposition. Now, now let me just tell you really quick the opposite because we, 
we're not always, I'll, I'll confess <laughs> we don't do this. I'm the one who failed at this, <laughs> not him. So Hayden, our eldest son, was, um, I forget how old he was. He's probably 10, 9, still for you, able to pick him up. And we were out late one night after church, eating out at, at Fridays, and uh, he'd fallen asleep, and he picked him up, and he said, something's not right with him. He's, he was kind of acting just, weird, just not staring. Very, staring, just kind of not not there. And he said, feel him. And I put my hand on him and his whole body was like, it, he was stuck into an electrical socket. You could just feel he, he was, he was having a, a grand mal seizure. A grand mal seizure. And I'm, I'm going to be, I confess my sins right now. <laughs> I was totally in <laughs> She fear. freaked out. Her heart melted. <laughs> fear, my heart melted. Well, when you're seeing your firstborn, you know, st having this major thing go. And, now the third born, wait a minute. No. The, yeah, third born. <laughs> You know, <laughs> 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 no, Hunter probably would have laughed through the whole thing. He's he's our laugher, but Hayden just you know he wasn't cognizant at all, and so immediately my first response is, shut up, and I'm speaking in tongues, you know, and I'm praying, and I was totally not in faith, and he looks. Those at me, weren't the good kind of tongues. <laughs> he looks at me, he goes, don't do it anymore. You're not in faith. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> and it's true, because if you're not in faith and you're just you're just exercising your tongue just because you think you're in, you gotta be in that place of faith. So I had to arrest my heart and say, okay, who what do I believe? The same thing happened with my sister when she had her incident. I came in, it was the middle of the night, you know, in the middle of the night you're kind of groggy anyway. You find out, you know, your sister just had a brain aneurysm. What? 20% chance to live. He said, Okay, we gotta get in faith. <laughs> We can't pray out of fear. We can't pray out of despair. Yeah. We have to be in that place in the spirit. Yeah. So that's why we need to exercise this day by day. I know you have more to Well, say. yeah, and it, and it does have to become something like, like in the case of my sister and her sister and my dad. We've had this happen a lot in our family. In fact, our, our, my, my niece's little boy, he had leukemia for a long time, over a year. Uh, and it's going to have to be something you maintain. Yes. You don't just, uh, you don't give up because yeah. and decide it didn't work. Right. Well, you know, this is what I believe, so this is what I say. And you have to live it. It can't be just something you tap into when the, when the occasion arises. No, you got to stay, you got to be living this so that when the incident occurs, you know how to handle it, you know. You're and it, and it does have to come with this. And this is what I encourage us with. with <laughs> where the spirit of the Lord, there is liberty. There's freedom and there's joy and there's peace. So this next one, I just want to point out real quick. It says, for he himself, who is our peace, who has made both one. Actually, this whole passage talks about this, about us being brought together and being made one. And has broken down the middle wall of, of separation. But what is he? He, is, he becomes our peace. And, and that has to be the evidence that we go to. Because yeah. when you begin to say these things... Man, practice this. When you're going through something, say, I'm afflicted, so what do I believe? Let's find out what I believe, and let's start saying that. And if you do that, it's amazing what will happen to your heart immediately. Yes. What can happen right now, and, and I believe that's what I experienced in these cases, is what do I believe? Okay, I'm going to say what I believe, and then my heart gets the peace it needs. Because what we need is not... A solution in our mind. We don't need to figure out what's wrong and declare it and come up with the, uh, you know, the solution. We need peace. And from that peace, we can have. We're in the spirit. We can know that we're in the spirit. Okay. You know what he's what we're talking about right now. It, it's coming to my mind while we're talking. We're we're prepping. This is prepping. <laughs> what we're learning right now, and I know this is. We're like you said. We're preaching the choir. You guys know this, but we're reminding you. But we're prepping right now for things to come. This is what we did when COVID hit. We did not fail in our faith. We did not say, oh, my goodness, you know, oh, there's this huge thing coming. Up. No, we know who we believe in. Well, this, we he, he's a spirit of truth. And if you're not full of the spirit of truth, you will succumb to lies. Yes, yes. Because he's very wieldy in his lies. Yes. And he will make a lie look like the truth or he'll put He'll, he'll put emotional pressure on you that you don't care about something yeah. unless, and a lie 
is, is devious. But the problem with all of that, I don't know if you noticed, but if you succumb to that at all, it's your, your soul is just being upturned. <laughs> you don't have confidence. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. So this is, this is you. Yeah. So um, I was looking this scripture up that he just read. Well, let me give the commentary on that. The Ephesians 2. The one you just read. Mm -hmm. There's a commentary that says the essence is talking about Jesus is our peace. The essence of peace is dual. It, there's, it's two-sided. To cause a ceasing from separation as well as a ceasing from strife. In other words, peace means to be united with as well as to bring an end to the hostility. And what this reminded me of was uh, how many have ever made up? My husband likes to make up. You've ever had a fight? I like to make out. No, so. you ever have, have you ever had a fight? Anybody? Marriage? You guys have arguments? That's whatever. what's fun about making up. I knew he was going to like that. <laughs> but what happens is it's exactly what it says here. You, you are reunited, but you bring an end to the hostility. There's, and that's what Jesus did. He, he brought an end to the hostility, and he made us united with him. And so we are in the spirit, we are connected with him. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think it's it's such a great example for us being able to walk in the spirit. Amen. Jesus is our peace. Psalm, one, Psalm 133. We're united with peace. So this scripture here, um, Psalm 133, 1 through 3. This is, do you have it in the NIV? Yes. So I, I, I just want to break this down just a little bit. It says, and you guys are familiar with this. It says, how good and pleasant it is. When God's people live together in unity, it is like precious oil poured on the head, running down to the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. So basically, this is an example of Jesus. You know, the, the Holy Spirit is, uh, is like the oil. And Aaron, as the head priest, was anointed with that oil, and it ran down his head, ran down his beard, ran all the way down his robe. He was saturated in oil. Well, we are the body. Jesus is the head. We are the body. And the, that anointing has flown, is flowing down from his head all over us. We are, and we're, you know, when they anointed Aaron, his whole robe, he was standing in, in oil. He was saturated in oil. And that's the way it's depicting a picture of us as the body of Christ with Jesus. There's an anointing that is within us and it's upon us because of Jesus and because of the Holy Spirit. And in that verse 3, it says, it is, and it is as if the dew of Hermon were fall, falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. So I wanted to just point out the word dew. You know, there's another depiction of the Holy Spirit here, and it's in the word do. So what does do have to do with the Holy Spirit? Well, how many, what is do? Do you guys know what do is? Condensation. Condensation. And it's in the atmosphere. It's, and when the conditions are right for the atmospheric conditions are right, the do, do you see it? Not normally. But when the conditions are correct, what is invisible becomes visible. And, you know, my kids used to leave their toys outside. Their, whatever is outside is covered in dew. It affects everything. So what's been invisible becomes visible if the atmospheric condition is ready. And so what I'm saying here is this morning there was a dew from heaven that came down in this place while we were worshiping. I know you all felt it. I, I could barely stand when we were worshiping there for a minute. And that is the dew from heaven. That is the anointing. And, you know, Dad Hagen, if y'all know who Brother Hagen, he said in the last days, he said the two things that would be prominent for the move of the Spirit is unity and being in one accord. And I think the enemy has come in to cause strife and division uh, that's what COVID has done. It's divided our country. Y'all know that. But not only our country, it's divided churches. There's churches that think you should, and there's churches that think you shouldn't. There's mass and there's unmasked. And I'm not going to get into political things, but my point is, is the division. 
And where there is strife, the word says in James 3.16, every evil work abounds. And so it's the enemy's plan to get us divided so that we can't have a move of the Spirit because he knows his time is short. And so it's important for us to be able to stay in the place of where we're united in heart and in mind. And I want to encourage you right now, strife is the manifest presence of the devil. Strife is the manifest presence of the devil. And if you are harping on one thing that you don't like about being here, if there's one criticism that you have and you talk about it and that's the one thing, I want to encourage you right now, find something good that you can talk about instead. Because I don't want to be the cause of the flow of the Holy Spirit or the move of the Spirit to not happen in this place just because I'm criticizing or I'm finding something I don't like. You hear what I'm saying? There's never going to be a perfect place. There's never going to be 100% everything you like, everything in a row. Check all the marks, and this is my perfect place. We're not a perfect people. We need Jesus. We need a Savior. That's why we're here. But we are expectant and ready for the glory of God to come and fill this place and yeah. manifest himself like never before. And we're going to be a part of it. Amen. I remember Dad Hagen said, and there was a, a prophecy that he gave. He said, in the last days, many will fall away from the faith. And I rose up on the inside and said, that won't be me. And the only way that it's not going to be you is if you put a guard on your heart to not fall into temptation to be deceived by the enemy. And I'm going to tell you the one number one thing he causes strife and division with is offense, the bait of Satan. You know, uh, I, I read a, a post somebody asked, just innocently asked, do you think it's important to attend church? And if not, why not? And I was appalled, made me so sad at the reasons why people are not attending church, and they don't think it's necessary anymore. Yeah. I was like, well, I know I'm a pastor, but oh my goodness, people don't think it's necessary to come together. The Word of God says to not forsake the assembling, especially in the last days. Yeah. Well, how, what did they do with the Acts? In the Acts, the, all they did was join together. They prayed together. They broke bread together. They, they sought God together. And you know what? Those people that were in that upper room, they stayed there for a long time and had to wait for, for the power of the Holy Ghost to fall on them. You know why? Because it was the lack of unity, I believe. I believe we had to get in one heart and one mind. And you know why the Holy Ghost said suddenly they were filled? Because he said, oh, finally, I got them all unified. Let's get in there real quick while they're unified and let's do something with what we've got. There's a place here where I can come in. It's a dew point yeah. where I can come in and show myself strong. I want to encourage you right now, get your heart and your mind set on things above, not on things of the earth. Let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart and mind. Don't allow that spirit of criticism and judgmental and opinions, opinions, opinions. I heard somebody say one time, this isn't very nice, but I'm just going to say it. Opinions are like bottoms. Everybody has one, but we don't need to see it. We don't need to hear it. Right? We need to be led by the Holy Ghost on what to say even what to think on. And don't allow the enemy to come in and cause strife. And, you know, strife can happen verbally. It can happen amongst us, but it can also happen in your mind. That, that scripture where it says, where there's strife, every evil, it can happen mentally. It's socially, but it can be mentally. You can be meditating on something that you don't like about somebody. And before you know it, you've, you've entered into this place of criticism. And then before you know it, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is speaking so we got to be careful. we, we got to be on guard. Am I okay? Well, just real quick with that. Yeah. Is, is any time you're tempted to go into strife, it's like it's, uh, we, we've been told when you stand praying, forgive. And something that I got on this recently that I think is, is, is amazing is, is when you're having an issue with somebody, there's something that God said about them that you don't really get into forgiveness until you're seeing what God says about That's them. That's good. You can yeah. still hold on to something if you're having a hard time letting go of something. And staying in strife. We've had that happen. Intentionally begin to say what God yeah. says over them. And that will give you peace from, yeah. the, from the power of strife in your own life. Yeah. Yeah. And it causes bitterness in your fruit. It causes bitter fruit. And, and you can't uh, be It causes a bitter root, which causes bitter fruit. And so you, you can't afford that. We don't, have more, we don't have any more time to waste. Yeah. No more time to waste, y'all. We got to get on board. Amen? Standing. So Acts 4. 23. So unity is key to the supernatural. You all believe that? Yes. 
It's key to the supernatural. 423, and being let go, they went to their own company. How many know that you have your own company? That's why it requires coming together. It requires coming together. This is our company. And the word of faith is our company. We have people that, you know, that we joined together. We were in some meetings last week. That's our company. We are safe there. We trust what we're hearing from them. That's a whole other teaching. But there's some people out there that are saying things that are not lining up with the word of God. Lots of operating in different spirits and aren't right. And you need to be careful that you're not just opening yourself up to everything, hearing all kinds of stuff. There's so much that's available online right now. Please be careful what you're listening to. If you get a check in your spirit, you don't feel right about it, turn it off. Don't listen to it. Amen? Associations. you got to be careful of your associations. Not everybody is, is on board. But anyway, uh, people will lead you astray. So they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they had heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. They lifted up their voice that's what we were talking about this morning. There's a sound in the spirit, and they lifted their voice in one accord, and now, Lord, behold their threatenings. They were being threatened and told not to, to spread the gospel. And grant unto your servants with all boldness, they may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal that signs wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the whole, all Everybody say all. Oh. All filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. There's something about the corporate body praising God that brings forth manifestation of his glory. It's wonderful in and of yourself individually, but there's something about united prayer. There's something about united praise. There's something about worshiping God in unity. And it's that essential. corporate anointing, and it is essential for us in this hour. When we do that, we ought to expect him to come into manifestation and see his power and his glory revealed. Amen. Amen. There's a reason why the, the acts, the church of the acts came together more and more there in that last time. Because they knew there was power. There's power in numbers. There's power when we come together. What, what happens when you hear a bad report or you get a report from the doctor? You, you want to call somebody and tell somebody, right? Because you, you want somebody, either you want to become a victim or you want to become a victor and you want somebody to join faith with you and say, no, I need you to pray with me. I need to, let's join together on this. Amen? There's a reason because that's an innate thing in us to need each other. God created us. That's why he created Eve because Adam, you know, needed somebody. He needed somebody. He needed fellowship. So it's a vital part of what God's done on the inside of us. Do not isolate Isolation is the devil's playground. It's where he torments, he comes in, he separates you. That's what they do in the, in the, they did in the prisons, in the wars. They isolated them and, and they were unable to communicate. And I heard they tapped on the walls and did different things to communicate. But it's important that you're not isolated because God's created us to be the body of Christ, united in spirit, united in heart, united in our voice, saying what he says, saying the same thing he says. We believe and therefore we speak. Amen? Amen. 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 So, that's who we are. Amen? Amen. Let's see ourselves that way. And, and then press towards it. Let's be tenacious. This is what we do. That we don't, we don't, when we're going through something, we're going to declare what we believe. And I'm, I'm so thankful that, you know... Um, God's put a word of prophecy in our mouth to declare things that will enable the power of the Spirit to come. And I'm thankful that there's been things declared a long time ago. And there, I just want to read this one passage out of Isaiah that talks about this. That the Spirit of the Lord is going to cover the whole earth as the waters cover the sea. But again, it, it's, it's kind of like his Spirit hovering over the, over the void even though the spirit is there, it's still going to need our participation in it, in our connection to it. And that's always going to be through our mouths. And the direction of our emotions, the direction of our faith will be directed by our mouths. So let me just read this, though, because I think it's encouraging to see what's going to happen. So in the Old Testament, there was only the spirit upon Right? Remember the spirit came on even Saul when he was going out to do some no good and, and the spirit came on him and he began to prophesy, you know, and and um, so there was the spirit on then, but when Jesus came, now we actually have the spirit on the inside of us also. 
So he's on, the, he's, he's on us, and that needs to be something that we're aware of, that it's not just the Spirit in us, it's the Spirit on us that is necessary. And that's kind of what we're talking about now. It's, it's when we connect, it becomes the Spirit on us that enables some things. But anyway, let me read this. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. And the Redeemer will come to Zion. And to those who turn from transgression in Jacob, says the Lord. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. My spirit who is upon you. And my words which I have put in your mouth. Shall not depart from your mouth. Nor from the mouth of your descendants. Nor from the mouth of your descendants. Descendants, says the Lord. From this time and forevermore. So there's a direct connection here. Amen. It says the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. And we can come up with all kinds of theories of what that will be. But the next verses tell us what it is. Amen. My spirit will come upon you. You will be the standard. You will be the resistance. As his words are in your mouth. Amen. This is a unity that we don't get any other way. We do not avoid. We don't just come up with a good plan. We don't come up with a good. And, and, and systems are wonderful. But systems do not replace the spirit. We have to have the spirit. On everything that we do. And that it's empowered to be effective. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. You want to pray? Uh, I just thought of something that Pastor Mark says. He says if faith doesn't move your mouth. It surely won't move your mountain. And so. We really have to be moving our, and we know a lot. We, we, those of us who've been raised in church, we know the word, don't we? And I've been kind of putting myself to the test on this. I know the word, but what am I saying? What am I declaring? Well, and just be encouraged that every time you do, uh, you might not see, you know, some massive thing take place right now, but every time. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. Every time you declare them, mm -hmm. you are connecting with the spirit. Yeah. And when you do that, you're not just connecting with the spirit. You're connecting with the body. You're connecting. Now you're, now you're not alone. If you don't want to be alone, fill your mouth with God's words. Mm -hmm. Because they activate the spirit and they, they take you into the, the power of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Out of the mouth of two or three Witnesses, let every word be established. So he said it, we say it, it's established. Amen. Amen. Let's stand.